Hello, wonderful person. This is the Prosper Plus Podcast. I'm Cindy James, and I am dedicated to sharing myself, my decades of training and experience, and my healthy sense of humor so that you can truly prosper, so that you can flourish, strengthen, grow, and thrive plus. Let's dive into the eternal now, where prosperity pulsates and play a new way of life into being. Welcome, wonderful person. Ooh, oh, and oh. This is the power of October. In this podcast today, I'm going to be sharing a bit of the history of the month, combined with the energy of the present moment, sprinkled with my personal musings on this business of being a spiritual being, having a human experience, and I offer it to uplift you, myself, and the world. Oh, October is overflowing with opportunity to open, own, and optimize absolutely everything you have experienced and longed for in your life thus far. The energy of October is an oasis of oneness in a desert of seeming despair and separateness. This platform called the month of October is one that we can take a daring dive into the eternal now, into the omnipresent, ever-present one moment, and feel the energy of it, the pleasure of it, and receive and direct that pure, originating life force energy, which I like to call universal mother's milk, so that we can catapult ourselves very naturally, very gracefully, very... satisfyingly into the fullest versions of ourself for ourselves for those we love and for everyone and everything on this planet including this precious planet itself so as i like to say infinity now dear wonderful person is yours for the claiming i'm claiming it and let's dive into claiming it together so for the month of october i'm going to start with just the simplicities It's the only month that begins with O. There's some other months that have double letters, like J. There's three months with J. There's two months with A and two months with M. The rest of the months, the initial letter stands alone, and October is one of them. And O, do I love the O. Do I love the circle? Do I love the zero, even, of it? This month is dedicated to knowing how to focus the precious, immense energy of our incarnated self, of our personality, of our being, to love the one in the many, rather than the many in the one. And I'll be describing a little later what that means energetically and how we can practically do that. But before then, I want to share some fun facts about October. If you've been following my Power of the Month series, you know that in the traditional Roman calendar, there was no January or February because nothing having to do with harvesting happened then. It was just this land of, I would say, the Sabbath or the being or home and hearth. That sounds kind of idealized. It might have been very, very harsh as people might have been figuring out how to live off of a land when it wasn't in full bloom. So the month of the first month of the year in the Roman calendar was March. And then they they had all sorts of names for the month, some having to do with Roman gods, and then some amending to be named after Roman emperors, like Julius Caesar, like Augustus Caesar. 
But October is named, it was originally the eighth month, and here we go, October, coming from the root of eight. So that knowing that it comes from the root of eight, even though it's the 10th month in our current calendar year, once we amended everything to make it work with 365 days and leap year and all that kind of goodness, I am loving the origin of the month of eight because eight, I love incorporating eight into any numerical thing that I am writing because eight to me and to many others is the infinity sign straight up and down rather than sideways. And that infinity sign, that notion that we're infinite and the ability to experience that changes our experience across the board in this lifetime. And it allows us to access the infinite nature of our soul that is incarnating to have a temporary human experience. And I like to say this whole game of creation is one of hide and seek or forget and remember to forget that we're infinite and then remember to play another role to play a temporary separate role beautiful role and then to move into playing that role from the energy of the infinite oneness that created the whole game to begin with dun, 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 dun. holy good night i forgot to turn off the ringer on my phone and that was just a delightful inclusion into this podcast the mission vision catalyst supreme for the prosper plus growing empire jen was texting me about something and i just think it's genius that is a new ring tone or text tone because i recently got a new phone and i changed all of my rings and sounds and chose things i normally wouldn't use because i just a think it's really crazy great for the brain synapses to have something new to process B, I think that when we get stuck in the same old, same old, it really does kind of shunt us into a less imaginative way of living. And C, I just think it's crazy fun to do something different for the, the pure heck of it, even if it weren't good for my body, mind, and spirit. So I'm going to go back to the, the fun facts about October. So we now know that it's eight. It's infinity on this on its side. I mean, I know... October as Oktoberfest. I just think sausages and beer. And I want to tell you that I don't really partake in much of sausages or beer or think that that is a really fun thing. But I want to want to enjoy Oktoberfest. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I just, those items don't tend to agree well with my digestive system and my energy. But they're lovely. Um, Also in October is All Souls Eve, also known as Halloween. And there's all sorts of opinions about Halloween. I used to hate Halloween when I was a young mom. I love the the costumes and I love doing that kind of stuff until it became such a pressure-filled event for the kids. I mean, when I was growing up, there was no uh, Party City or Halloween Costume Adventure Supreme store. There was just what you had in the closet. And we had, I mean, I was either a cat or a hobo, which is what we would call a homeless person, which is not PC or very funny, but it's just what we did back in the the olden days. Um, Or dress up in my mother's clothes and be a Hawaiian woman or whatever it might be. Um, The kids 
We could be sports players or whatever it was, but it certainly, you know, nobody was having a costume that was made out of, you know, there was no actual Superman costume that you could go buy at the store. You could like sew a cardboard or a cardboard, a felt S on your t-shirt and wonderful mothers would do those things. Um, My mom did all sorts of wonderful things when I was growing up. So then when my kids were little, I remember my dad and my stepmom, I had three children at the time and they sent us all um, Dalmatian costumes, like warm, fuzzy Dalmatian costumes. And I remember taking them around in that, which was lovely. In North America, in the Pennsylvania area, Halloween is a crapshoot weather-wise. So whether those kids would be freezing to death in their um, princess or superhero costume, or they would be sweating to death in the Dalmatian fleece was, you just never knew. And I grew to hate Halloween because of the candy. Now candy tastes great in the short term, but when each kid has a, what do we use? Pillowcase full of candy, or if you had to then buy the actual pumpkin looking bag, just spend money on that. They would of course want to eat a whole bunch of it and eat a whole bunch of it fast which generally, in my experience, and might not be universally true, but within three days, the immune systems crashed, the kids got some sort of cold or flu, it went through the whole family, and I was exhausted well through into Thanksgiving. Because when four children are sick in various times, and of course, being the mother, getting a flavor of the virus or bacteria of the day, it was just a tough time. So I've made peace with Halloween. And what I do love about Halloween, I love the notion of All Souls Eve, the way I interpret it. And the way I interpret it is, it's a night to know, or a day to know, that all souls are ever present, that there is no such thing as death. I always like to say, Death is not the last act of a cruel or absent God. It's just a change of state. People do not die. They skedaddle to the other side. Souls drop bodies. Um, And I believe, I have it on great authority, that when you take your final breath and your soul drops its body, it feels like the greatest poo of your life, the most colossal letting go of something that served you, but you no longer need. And then if we don't understand and delve into and have some lightness of perspective about this business of leaving this realm, the whole business of living it's going to be living it will be constipated and is constipated. And if you've ever been constipated, that is a rat bastard humdinger kind of a feeling. So back to October and fun facts about October. One of the original names for October in the Anglo-Saxon history was Winterfilth. Well, I don't know that I'm pronouncing that right. Winter, the word winter, it's all one word though. F-Y-L-L-E-T-H. And it contained the words winter and full moon respectively because winter was said to begin from the first full moon of this month. I don't know that that's the truth anymore. I do know that no matter what hemisphere you you are living on, October is the first full month of fall or spring. And both of those words, you know, just to incorporate the oneness of the planet, to fall into, to surrender, to let go into our true nature and to spring forth to play with that knowledge, power, and bliss. Ooh la la, that's a great thing about October. 
Also, the birthstone for October is the opal. And I love the word opal. I love opalescence. I think of like mother of pearl or even moonstone when I'm talking about this. But the word opulent used used to mean to me something that was way elevated and foo-foo and only super rich people could enjoy. But what I understand now, since I understand the nature of money with much more of a consciousness that I did when I was very young, but I always knew that the shimmering radiance of what we would call beauty, opulescent, light-filled, luminous, of these stones of the earth, of, you know, our bodies really are a stone with like reflection on them, our, our minerals of our bones plus. I love that our destiny, if we so choose to claim it now, is an opulent one, is a radiant one, is a vibrant one, is rich with color and expression. I mean, I just think it's so amazing. You know, I, what, you, know, you don't know, I don't like using the term, you know, but obviously I do it because it's still patterned in my speech. But you know that you don't know yet. My college, I went to James Madison University and my college ring, I didn't get a high school ring. I went to Fairport High School in New York, um, but I got a college ring and it was mother of pearl. And my younger brother, brothers, Michael and Stephen, both went to JMU. And my brother, Stephen, who, as many of you know, has skedaddled to the other side, and is ever present still. When I got that ring and the mother of pearl, he would always, we'd make this joke, he would say, oh, Cindy, what is that? Is that mother of pearl? And I would hold the ring up to my face and I would say, oh my, yes, it is mother of pearl. And I'm pretty sure that pearl and opalescence and pearlescence are all related somehow from a etymological origin. I'm not sure, but I'm linking it up now because I feel it to be so. So I just think now as we move into knowing what to truly prosper plus is, that opulence is our soul's nature, is, a, is our soul's energy. It is the nature of our body. Anyone still in a body has an opalescent, radiating, vibrating form. It might, some bodies might be a little less radiant, a little grayer, maybe not as colorful when the chakras and the cells aren't pulsating in alignment with youth and and um, harmonious symphonic orchestra-like health. But we all have that potential and we all have that potential to realign and regenerate. And the month of October is giving us an opportunity amidst whether it is the coming winter or the coming summer, to be able to connect into that infinite, radiant, opalescent energy that is our infinitely loving soul nature and cleanse and revitalize our form. So in this moment, I invite you to take some deep, vibrating, opalescent breaths, imagining, which is your same divine power that created the heavens and the earth, imagine that the radiant waves of this infinite prana or life force energy comes in through your nose into every cell of your body and that when you are breathing that it's also coming in 360 degrees so that it's entering every part that your body is exposed to the air to the ether to the elements so that you know that you can 
just ah oh, imbibe in this soak this in suck this in as universal mother's milk this energy of the opalescent october filled all souls all souls matter and are capable of receiving and sharing in this incredible energy hmm. and as you breathe i'm just going to read some wonderful words that come from the month of october opening optimum optimistic breathe these words you can even imagine that the o the circle the whole the ohm point the zero is coming in through you and the zero in the sense of getting ready to create the the point right before creation it's not a nothing it's a no thing from which everything springs and breathe these words in and use your imagination to see them going in to open to optimize your cells and your thoughts and your energy structure to bring optimism to the thoughts of your mind and the feelings of your body breathing in opportunities to thrive to flourish to strengthen to grow breathing in originating energy breathing in the omnipresence of the greater breathing in breathing in omnipotence which means all powerful breathing in omniscience which is all knowing breathing in optimistic breathing in organic breathing in owning breathing in oasis let your home of your spirit this body of yours be an oasis of serenity of aliveness of enthusiasm of patience of potential and potential manifesting breathe into oodles of pure goodness and light and breathe into some oops and oops a daisies breathe into the lighthearted humility and playful spirit that comes from being this ever-present omniscient all-knowing lighthearted soul and in this energy i want to receive a quote from a spiritual calendar that i get every year and this is the quote for october which i had mentioned earlier it is love the one in the many and not the many in the one and this is quote is from the avatar of the age meher baba and it goes on in the calendar that's the big heading for the month of october and it goes on 
to say, love is the fountain of life-giving water. No one and no thing can live without love. Its expression varies according to the capacity of the receiver and the giver. And in its highest form, love is divinity. To love is to live. You cannot really live without love. The omnipotent laws of nature have this power in its divine potency pervading the universe. The right to strike at the court of love only belongs to the brave and sturdy of heart. True love is very different from an evanescent outburst of indulgent emotionalism or the enervating stupor of a slumbering heart. It can never come to those whose hearts are darkened by selfish cravings or weakened by constant reliance on the lures and stimulation of the passing objects of sense. Uh, take a deep breath. You don't have to remember that from your mind. Your whole being has received the vibrations and let it have its way with you. Let the mystery of true love, the fountain of life-giving water, have its way with you. Let it help and open and awaken you in this moment to be able to live the life that will feel the most ever-expandingly satisfying, fulfilling, pleasure-filled, meaning-filled, oh, laughter-filled existence. Making it so in this moment, in this infinite moment. And in this infinite moment, I want to share something lighthearted with you. When my youngest offspring was, I believe, eight years old and in third grade, could have been second grade, could have been fourth grade, but I'm pretty sure it's eight years old in the third grade. <laughs> Reminds me of the game clue. Miss Scarlet in the conservatory with the lead pipe. By the way, whenever I could choose Miss Scarlet in the conservatory with the lead pipe when I played the game of Clue in my whole entire life, I always did. I was just very enthralled with those three things. Not Colonel Mustard in the, I don't even remember the other things with the whatever other weapon. It was always Miss Scarlet in the conservatory with the lead pipe. Let me see if I can um, play with that in this moment. Well, Miss Scarlet, I do really love the color red and the color scarlet and having to do with the root and the life's blood of the universe. I really did appreciate, despite the rampant racism and misogyny present in the book Gone with the Wind and the movie of the same name, I was impressed with the energy of Miss Scarlet when things became so insurmountable that she would go to sleep and say, I'll think about that tomorrow. And I have used that in my lifetime when my mind has gotten so boggled with how I was going to solve a seeming problem that I would think, you know what, I'll think about that tomorrow. And not from the denial sense, although certainly I've been in denial, but from the sense of in the moment, there might need to be some rest and to come at something fresh. So that's why Miss Scarlet. 
Len, let's go into the conservatory. Well, first of all, I don't exactly know what a conservatory is. I think it might be like a library plus, but I hope to have a conservatory someday. I know there's conservatories, you know, with colleges and institutions and stuff like that, but I don't know what, I don't remember what a conservatory is in a, in a, you know, more mansion-like multi-roomed home. But the word is so amazing. If you take it apart, con meaning with and serve a Tory with service. So in the conservatory, in the place where you go to amplify your ability to live with service. And I know that true service might not be giving someone what they want. I know that the infinite divine and my higher self don't often in give me what I want, especially when it's aligned with those lower desires, with those temporary cravings of the flesh, although sometimes I get them. But true service is that which awakens us to our infinite power. True service. I mean, I remember that, that I think it's a story from the Bible that says, either you can give someone who's hungry a fish or teach them how to fish. Yeah, sometimes you give them both. You give them fish while teaching them how to fish. I mean, that's lovely as well. I don't think there's a hard and fast, fast in this world, you know, duality recipe for it. But I am dedicated and devoted to true service for myself, that which is going to help me awaken to this, this game and to be able to play it with as much joy, pleasure, enthusiasm, cheerfulness, surrender, faith, prosperity, abundance, oh, and all the, the things that come from the generous, ever-present, eternal oneness. So, um, wait, I didn't do lead pipe. Lead pipe, all I can think of in this moment is the alchemy of turning lead into gold. And not just the alchemist in the, in the traditional sense of the literal lead into gold, but the alchemy that, that turns the more dense awareness of what we are into the more glimmering valuable, value-filled awareness. So that led into gold, that alchemy. I love being a present moment alchemist. If you don't consider one of your many roles in your lifetime to be an alchemist, play with that. Play with turning denser energies into more vibrant, light, opalescent, opulent energies. I mean, I just think that's the whole purpose of creation once again to play heavy or dark until we remember we're light and love. All right, but this is the whole reason I wanted to tell you this thing, is that when my youngest was in that third grade, eight years old, infinity on a sign, I loved the teachers from the younger day that would have them make a Mother's Day card. And his teacher, now my youngest identifies as there or non-binary, trans, queer. I do say to David James, still going by that name, is it okay that when I refer to you, when you were not identifying as that with the, the plural pronoun rather than the singular? And I think David would prefer that I always do they, but I do make mistakes and oopsie daisy, I still respect so much that journey and I will do my best in this. 
but this was a picture that came with three pictures of David, one with David's arms up in the sky, looking upward, like reaching for something, one with the, the full face of this precious young child, with one of David's front two teeth hanging out like Snaggletooth when it's, <laughs> do you remember Snaggletooth? I think it was the tiger in the Flintstones, but my brother Stephen, once again, who was just, I mean, had the greatest sense of humor ever. Whenever a kid had a tooth that was hanging out and wasn't quite ready to be pulled or they wouldn't let you pull it, um, he would always call them Snaggletooth. So there's David James in full Snaggletooth in one of the photos. And the third photo is David in full-fledged laughter. This youngest offspring of mine, O for offspring, has just been a continual lifelong catalyst to understand the true miracle that has created everyone and everything and how to move forward in lightness and love. So this is what David James wrote. Happy Mom Thursday, M-O-M-T-H-E-R apostrophe day. Well, it's happy mom their day. So there was no S. Love David. And then it goes on to say, dear mom, I love you because you are lovable. I love it when you tell jokes. And then David took the word mom and then the word Cindy, of course, my name, and then wrote words that start with those letters. There, I think, is a name for when you do that. But I don't know if I ever knew it, but I can't remember it now. So for mom, David wrote, the M in mom is magnificently funny. The O in mom is odd. I want to tell you that word odd. I just loved everything that David wrote in this, but odd and O in October, that's what made me think of this. I have this framed and it's hanging in my bedroom, this, this Mother's Day card from David James. I love that odd. And the M, the third M is magic. And then for Cindy, David wrote C for crazy, I for incredible, N for nice, D for delightful, and Y for you are funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm in tears of gratitude for the lightness of heart. Whew. Thank you, David James, and all of your pronouns and none. And I also appreciate, I've recently had the opportunity to have some people from my past that I don't remember, you know, that I haven't had anything to do with for years and years, reflect on knowing me from a long time ago. And I think it's an incredible gift because it is possible once we get older and once we're an older parent and we hear the tales that our offspring tell of us as parents, I remember roasting my father, and we still do sometimes roast him and his fatherhood. And I think he takes it with great sense of humor now. And we so offer it that way because, you know, being being older ourselves and some of us parents, we get it, you know, a 20-something-year-old responsible to keep something else alive and with all of our personality attributes, positive and negative, I mean, it's quite something. But to have a sense of humor about it and to reflect on those parts of ourselves that really did radiate from that loving part of our being, I just love that when David was eight in third grade, that 
the attributes that David put down as what David appreciated about me were my sense of humor and my lovability and my oddness and my magic and my delightfulness. I mean, David might have to search for a D name. It wasn't like dastardly, but I believe that this was so true. And I remember so much when David came home and was hiding this. David wasn't really very good at hiding the, the presents. And I'm pretty sure I received it before Mother's Day for that reason, the Friday before Mother's Day, but just the joy of sharing a gift. And oh, um, my youngest two children went to a school called Friends School Haverford in Haverford, Pennsylvania. Oh my God, what a delightful place. Um, it helped my third child so heal from some of the wounds that he had received in his previous school. And with David James, David James went there K through eight. So had a full Quakerlicious um, education, which I say was so privileged to be able to have the squiggles or the power agreements or the money to be able to provide that education for David and to be able to be part of that school at that time and be on the board of directors of the school was a great gift of mine. And that that experience of being able to have input in the educational system of a child and to have it be where hopefully the teachers could receive more of what they needed to be in that position of stewardship of new lives and to be able to have a child receive that. Um, what a great blessing that was of my life. And so I'm grateful. I don't remember exactly where I was going with this, which I think is delightful. I say all the time when you forget your train of thought or if you forget a fact, just rep remember a universal truth. Love alone is real. All else is an illusion. This is a great game. And we are both the computer programmer, the game players, and the people who get to have the perspective about it. Something else that's happened to me recently is that someone that my sister is working with at a new spectacular job that she has remembers me from when we were in grade school together and and we rode the bus together to a Catholic school in Freehold, New Jersey. And her name is Teresa, and I'm just marveling at the synapses and memory coming back about that experience. And what she shared with my sister was that she remembered, these are my remembering of it, not what was actually said, I'm sure, multiple hearsay as, as we former litigators and current litigators like to say in the business. Um, she said that she remembered me coming on the bus and being welcoming and open to everyone and self-assured. And I think also that's not how I remembered a lot of seventh and eighth grade for me, but maybe it was sixth as well in that. But I thought, oh, yes, this this infinite soul that I'm awakening more to play with and serve with and experience in this lifetime has always been pulsating through, no matter the perspective of the negative or the dark that kind of can get us stuck sometimes. Uh, so I'm going to go back to October now, and I'm going to bring this to completion in the energy of the OM. By the way, M-O-M, -M, mom, it's got OM in it. 
Mom. There is some ohm in that. I am so dedicated to this business of creating a new world at this moment in time, needing to be, begging to be, longing to be ushered in from a full perspective of the feminine force, the Shakti, the Ma Shakti energy of creation coming into full manifestation, which does not disparage or diminish the masculine. It really has very little to do with biological gender or even any construct that's ever been had about it. It has to do with the pure raw energies of the divine and how creation was brought to be. One of my favorite prayers from growing up in my Catholic days was the glory be. And it talks about that infinite nature. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. But what really nagged and gnawed at me was where's the daughter and where's the mother in that prayer? <sighs> Boy, I can feel that in this very moment. And how I have changed that prayer, I still say it today. And I, I really do love the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But I would like to say glory be to the mother and to the daughter and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, ever shall be, and world without end, amen. And then to take it into the fullness of the oneness. Glory be to the creator, to the created, and to the energy that flows through enlivening and sustaining all of creation. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end, amen. So in this moment, let's access the ohm point, the original creative point, and let's be infinite, think infinite, feel infinite, speak infinite, play infinite, plan infinite, act infinite, Ooh, and revel in pleasure infinite as we give infinitely and receive infinitely. Dear wonderful person, this is your soul right. This is your birthright. And this is the present moment way to real happiness, vibrant health, lasting harmony, and ever-expanding prosperity plus. Hmm. I'm going to chant Om three times. Feel free to join me in the eternal now chanting that and continue to go on chanting that Om. And let's get in the gap of these Ohms. So I remember Wayne Dyer talking about and having a CD called Getting in the Gap. And it's how to get in the space in between the vibration, that expectancy, expectancy state. A dear friend of mine always says Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I always giggle when he says Dr. Wayne Dyer. So in honor of Dr. Wayne Dyer and getting in the gap, the Japa meditation, I'm going to give great space before I chant, before we chant the Om, 
And in the space in between, we can feel the activating energy, the masculine that activates, and then the sound, the vibration that gestates and creates new life. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for being in the eternal now and upping the amperage of your life, my life, and everyone and everything. Love, power, and the blessings of October. Dear magnificent, opulent, optimistic, organic, open, optimum, opportunistic in the positive way, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, and oopsie-daisy lovely, wonderful person. Mwah. If you enjoyed this episode, wonderful person, and you'd like to share the love, the power, and the possibilities, please post about it on social media and share it with your people. I'd really appreciate that. 